Praise the Lord, it's chat time. Praise the Lord. It's chat time again. Yes, praise the Lord. It is chat time once again. Now, this week, we will continue to discuss current events and scriptures. Praise the Lord. So last week, we were talking about um, um, how to be encouraged when you're going through hard times or... um, you know, what did the Bible say about hard times or what did the Bible say about having a bitter heart and, and stuff. So this week I thought that we would talk about some scriptures uh, of encouragement or uh, some scriptures that talk about faith and um, what, I want to know, what scripture comes to mind when you look for encouragement? I don't I think of Psalms. I, and I think of um, mostly, I guess mostly Psalms and, and Proverbs when I start thinking about scriptures to encourage. But if, Any one specific? No, no, it just depends on what I'm going through. Because I do have a tendency to take Stories and incidents and mush them all together. Oh. Like, like last Sunday when we talked about the babies, I took part of the story for the woman who ate the child. That's Ahab. And then dividing them into that Solomon, you know, just sort of blend everything together, you mm-hmm. know, trying to make a point. But uh, I don't, 
I, I think what comes to mind for the most part, if I had the same one that to cover all general bases, would be all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord and are the called according to his purpose. No, I think one of them for me is, um, one of them for me is in, is that Joshua? Be strong, be of good courage. And then he says it again. Haven't I, didn't I tell you this before? Didn't I command you? Be strong and courageous. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think I fall back on that one a lot. Or I think there's one in Isaiah for me that says um, that he will hold you with your, hold the right, your right hand. Yeah. He's always with you. And the one I think about is he shall supply all our need. You know, I, I think about that. When, when things seem to be kind of bleak, you know, certain, but it seems with me, it just depends on what I'm going through. Because. Yeah, I guess I think of that one too when I think about, you know, because sometimes I have a tendency of looking at what other people are doing, you know, mm-hmm. and how they're prospering and, mm-hmm. and how things are going for them. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, and I think, oh, but that's okay, Lord, you're going to supply all my need. Right. All my need. It, I won't, I won't need anything. Right. Whatever this situation I'm going through, you're going to take, still take care of me. And then I, sh- and then I feel, well, I shouldn't look to them because I don't know what their situation is. I don't even know right. if they're saved. I don't even know if they acknowledge the Lord. Right. I don't, why should I be, why should I feel a... Right, use them for a, a, a standard as to what is or, uh, your success or, or uh, how you're prospering as a benchmark for where you're going or where you are or where you've been. You know, you have to measure yourself by the word of God. And then, like I said, there's, uh, I, I remind myself all the time, every day, that God has a plan for me. It doesn't matter what people think. It doesn't right. matter what kind of situation you're going through. I know God's got a plan for me. Right. And um, I don't know, I guess maybe that comes from Jeremiah. You know, he has a plan for you. But, but in general, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, God's got a plan just for me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's different for everybody. Right. And um, what's good for somebody else might not be good for me. You know, you right. Know? Yeah, yeah, there's certain, uh, I mean, the word of God, the complete word of God is for everybody. But there's certain scriptures that the Lord would give us depending on what type of trial or what type of circumstance we find ourselves in. So but, he knows how to reach us so that our faith comes alive. Right, but I was just thinking that how the Lord blesses one person isn't, couldn't, might not be right for me. Right. Might not be what I need. Right. Or, right, because it might not be good for a person either. You know, so the Lord, he supplies our need and all things work together for the good. So... I'm thinking, um, you know, sometimes we want something. That's why we say, Lord, if it's your will, because we might want it, but it's not, not it's what not, you not, need. Not in our best interest. <laughs> right. It might be just like people could win uh, the lottery. But mm. then in the end, you read about these stories where they won the lottery, and that's, oh, that's what everybody wants, you know, to win mm-hmm. millions of dollars. But at the very end, 
they they wasted it and they've ended up worse than uh, like they were before, or or they become too dependent on on money as if that's the answer to everything. So the Lord, according to and so the Lord sometimes He gives us. We, he always gives us what we need, but sometimes he, he told us he'll give us what we want, what we desire, whether we need it or not. He'll give us when we request it, but the need, he'll do that regardless whether we request it or not. He's going to supply our need, but sometimes we desire something and we don't necessarily need it. And then I think in Ephesians, I don't know if it's chapter 3, verse 10, it says that um, he'll give you exceeding abundantly more than you can think or even ask. Right, right. So, you know, if you have favor with the Lord yeah, he'll, and he'll, you're obedient, you, you'll get more than you can even think to ask him for right. or pray for. Or pray for. And, and he sees the person has a desire, and it, it, doesn't, it doesn't necessarily means that there's something that the person is dependent upon, but he will bless a person with that desire, as long as it's within his will, you know. Mm -hmm. And so when we find that something's not in his will, we shouldn't want it either anyway. We say, well, it's not God's will. But if it's his will, he will grant you the desires of your heart. Mm -hmm. So there's another scripture that, um, you know, there are some underrated scriptures about encouragement. And the one I'm thinking about is John chapter... 16 verse 33 John chapter 16 verse 33 reads these things I have spoken unto you that in me ye might have peace in the world ye shall have tribulation but be of good cheer I have overcome the world now that's that's really something yes for him to overcome the world now you think about all the things that happen in the world. I mean, I don't care what you think about going on. I don't care if it's locally or, or worldwide or if it's a pandemic or if it's a war or if it's... God overcame all that. I've overcome the world, all the evil in the world. Right. So, you know, he was talking to his disciples and... Um, you know, and while that was like 2,000 years ago, that applies right now today. And you, sh you should be encouraged by that because we're going to have trouble in this world. He said so already. You're going right. to have trouble. And we're going to have trials and tests and tribulations. But you can have peace because of Jesus. Um, you know, you can you know, go through life and you can be kind of tired and weary of, of everything that you're going through. But that's happened because Adam and Eve sinned. Now, if they had never sinned, we wouldn't have such, we wouldn't have such troubles or hardships or difficulties in our life. Right. You know, and if, I'm sure there was Adam a shock had... to our Adam's system to have to right. dig and... Yeah, the we, ground and plant and I know, but basically we're going through because of Adam's sin. So uh, I don't even have a tendency to blame Eve, but it was Adam. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and it was Adam because he knew better. He should have put his foot down as as, as head of household. Right, he should have put his foot down. 
but it doesn't matter what it is. It, you feel like death has rule over you or sin or the devil. Um, you know, like if you're sick and, and you're, you don't feel like you're ever getting well or you're, you know. But that's not the, if you know Jesus, if you've been saved, um, he's overcome everything. Mm -hmm. And even though you could lose your battle with sickness, you get eternal life. You win. Right, because the flesh, after the, after the fall, uh, a man uh, being all, his mind opened up to all the things that aren't like Christ and not being able to, to stand against it. You know, my brain is just too weak. And, you know, after that happens, and, and men became more and more evil. So they're, they're just, when you talk about all these diseases and afflictions and things like that, that came as a result of man's disobedience. And the more disobedient they were, the more the Lord afflicted them with, with diseases. You know, and so a lot of things that we experience, that people experience, I'm pretty sure if they looked at us today compared to what they looked like back in biblical times, we probably look awful weak, <laughs> you know, sickly, right? Awful sickly because because the, pun the punishment grew as man became. But does that apply to people that are saved as well? Well, the, there's the flesh part. There might be some things, but it has nothing to do with the soul. That's why we pray and ask the Lord to heal. That's what, so when Jesus came, that's why He healed. No matter how tired He was, if He was in that situation where a person came to Him for deliverance, He never turned them away from healing their body. You know, so he, he, he ministered to the people. So that's why we, we pray that the Lord heal these old jars of clay. And we ask God to mend us, to heal us, because uh, sin affects the natural body. Sin has affected the okay, natural but, body. Uh, all right, but after you're saved and say you become afflicted with a terminal disease, mm -hmm. is that because you sinned? before you were saved or is it because of sin in the world or is it because I think flesh is weak to diseases and imperfection because of sin being in the world and what man has done has affected the body from generation to generation so I all right, so you say what man has done. Are you talking about... As far as sinning. You know, I feel mankind has sinned. And then the Lord... And a lot of people, you know, they would probably take it to be... Because they paint God as an angry, vengeful God. You know, I was looking at listening to something with this Carlton Pearson, whatever his name is. But anyway, it's like they, they describe God as being an angry God. God isn't an angry God. He's angry with the sinner, you know, what they're doing, but he's, he's, he's merciful. But as man, in order to get man's attention, the more wicked man became, the Lord, in order to get their attention, afflicted them. Just like the Egyptians, they had their own special set of diseases and affliction. Because he told the Jewish people, if you, if, if, if you don't do what they did, then I'll spare you their sicknesses, their diseases. He said, but if you do what they did, then you're going to experience the diseases and the sicknesses that they experienced. So getting saved doesn't protect you from any terrible sickness? It protects us in this sense. You have the authority over it. 
It protects you in this sense that you can pray like Paul did. And then the Lord will give you your answer as to whether or not it's his will for you to be uh, delivered. Not everybody, when Jesus walked the earth, not everybody was healed. Yeah, no, I, I understand that. But I thought that had to do with their faith, that they didn't really believe. No, I mean, not, not everybody was healed. They had, they had not, not everybody got healed because they didn't believe. No, I believe not everybody got healed because the Lord didn't heal everybody. He did, he, those people that came to him, he healed. But there were people who never got to come to the Lord. No, I'm talking about all those people that came to him. All there were people, some people that came to him. Are you saying everyone? I think everybody who had an affliction or a disease that came to Jesus was healed. You know, now, now the people who were asking about eternal life, not everybody that came to him went away satisfied because they didn't want to submit or yield themselves. But when it comes to healing, because even, uh, I believe it was Peter's mother-in-law that was sick, and uh, they had to pray for her. She had a fever, and the Lord had to, had to pray and rebuke that fever. So we have a situation where the body is just weak to these diseases because sin had, it just had become so, has become so prevalent and so dominant that the Lord, in order to get man's attention and to chastise him, the the body gets afflicted. So you might not have done anything, but flesh in and of itself is weak to those things. All right. So when life becomes too hectic to control and you're just so overwhelmed, what you're going to have to do is just give it all over to the Lord. Yes, you're going to have to... And trust him right. that he's going to do whatever the best is for you. Right, so you have to step back. Because when, when, you, when, a, when a person gets overwhelmed, it's like they just can't control their emotions or their thoughts. Or they can't see the next step to take. They don't know what to do. They have to step back and remember who God is and that God is in control. Okay, the next scripture, I think that uh, people don't consider so much is Second Corinthians chapter 4, verses 16 and 17. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verses 16 and 17 reads, For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceedingly and eternal weight of glory. Okay, so what I get out of that is the first thing is that you shouldn't lose heart. Mm -hmm. Because if you lose heart, then you feel like you're defeated already. Right. The second thing is... Um, you're, it's just momentarily... It's a light affliction. I don't know if you can consider well, I think, uh, sickness a light affliction. Well, compared to eternal life. Compared to eternal life it is. But when you're going through, you're going through a fiery trial. But what he's trying to say, and a lot of people sometimes they forget this, this world is not our home. You know, uh, since man has sinned, the Lord has, and the Lord has come and given us grace and salvation. 
this we're not intended to stay here, not in this world, a new world, a new heaven, a new earth, but not in this world. So a lot of people, they want, when they think of living forever, they want to stay here. You can't, it, well, this is not to stay here. Well, I know, here. it's like there are things that you like. I mean, it, all in all, you know, you don't want to leave because, you know, the Lord's really blessed. <laughs> I, but I, I told the Lord, if, if, if he... I mean, he's me. given, I think about this sometimes. Uh-huh. He's provided for us to the point where we like it. We enjoy Enjoy. What he has given us. Yeah, but as unto the Lord, because I feel like Paul. I told the Lord the other day, if 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 this was all there was, I'd be most miserable indeed. I know sometimes it's it's terrible, but but when you when you think about, I don't know. He, I don't know. Sometimes I think about this. I think about, man, look at all the trees and the parks and the, you know, the ideas that the Lord blesses us with. I mean, Beautiful. he thinks about, I mean, it's gorgeous. But I don't it's, want to stay here. <laughs> I mean, he makes it so, he gives you ideas and to, to make things so that your life is easier. And um, Yeah, but it's the fact that you have to make I mean, things in order to make. even the food you're able to make. I mean, yes. you, you can eat it and you go, hmm, you this is bl- so good. You bless it and eat it and it's like, oh, this is so good. Which, which brings me to this point, too, because the other thing I was telling the Lord, you know, people have all these diets, all these health foods. By the time it got to naming what you couldn't eat, I said, you're basically living off of air. <laughs> so, I, I, you know, I, I said, and then I came across the perfect diet. And I said, I got to tell you about the perfect diet. <laughs> and I said, get a, a, a pencil and paper ready because it's going to be the perfect diet. The perfect <laughs> diet is you bless your food, you thank God for it first, and then you bless it in the name of Jesus. That's your perfect diet. So when people tell you you can't eat pork, too much pork, can't eat too much fat, don't eat so much sugar, you thank God for what he's given you and you bless it in the name of Jesus. I That's have, a perfect diet. <laughs> I have a tendency to eat the same thing in the morning. And um, the other day I was, you know, I, I'm, and I have two hard-boiled eggs and an orange and I have some hot tea. Mm-hmm. And I'm peeling the eggs and the orange and I'm thanking the Lord for this. And it, ran, it, it came across my mind about um, the children of Israel, when they were in the desert and wandering in the desert and they were eating manna every day, I told the Lord, I could eat this every day. I thank you for you this thank food. You, I thank you. It. And I ask that you, I ask that he bless it in the name, bless of, Jesus. It in the name of Jesus. I could eat the same thing every day. I right. But, you but know. they crave something different. Like some, you know, people, you know, we've had people come in and say, you guys are singing the same old song. You know, you're praying the same old thing. Like they told Moses, we're tired of eating the manna, you know, it's like, let's try something new. That type of spirit where God suddenly isn't good enough, you know, songs giving him the praise, you sung them a thousand times, now it's not good enough. You need, you need to try something new, something different. Yeah, you, you got to try to attract the youth, you got to try to right. attract. So you have all this unanointed music, you know, so you're attracting them, but to what? What are you attracting them to? You know, so I, Carlton Pearson is a, is, is a prime example of how you groom a child, but you never tell the child, you need to be saved. So he went to Oral Roberts College. They groomed him. He, he was, I guess, a good charismatic speaker, 
but he wasn't saved. So, you, you know, it's just like people, they don't give, they don't want to give God the credit because it's been working. It's almost as if something works the same. Day after day, for some reason, flesh, not somebody who's dependent on the Lord, but this is, this is part of that curse when it comes to the, the flesh. When your eyes come open to, to knowledge that's ungodly, all of a sudden, the goodness of the Lord isn't good enough. It reminds me of an article I was reading about Joel Osteen once, and he, uh, the article was talking about Joel Osteen taking over after his father passed away. And someone was saying in this article that you can't find any of John Osteen's scriptures or copies of the videos. I, I personally never looked or searched for it, but everything that his father had done, they stored away, put away, so that it wouldn't be out public or Why? easily accessed. I don't know. No, and, I, and they were saying that it's like something like it's a like a new generation, that, you know. That's what I'm thinking. See, I feel like this. If they published his father's work, he'll feel like he's not getting the respect or the attention that he feels like he deserves now that he's the current pastor. pastor so right. what he does, that that's ridiculous, you know, cuz I I hear people talk about the previous pastor all the time. I do it myself because, and you, that doesn't take away from the other person. It's just like, but when the people, when you're thinking with an ungodly mind, when you're thinking with your flesh and not in the spirit, then you're like Saul. David, you know, Saul killed his thousands and David his ten thousand. And Saul got insulted, you know, and, and he felt like he wasn't given the respect that he should have gotten as king. Well, we'll have to continue this next week because this seems good to me. Yes, praise the Lord and let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Now, today's verse of the day comes from Isaiah 41, 10 and Isaiah 41, 13. Fear thou not. I am with thee, be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. For I, the Lord, thy God, will hold thy right hand, saying unto thee, Fear not, I will help thee. Now, ain't God all right? God, God is, is all right. right. Praise the Lord. Last week's food for thought is... What is understanding? And the answer is, uh, can be found in Proverbs 16, verse 22, and it says it's a wellspring of life. Understanding is a wellspring of life unto him that hath it, but the instruction of fools is folly. This week's food for thought is... What are humility and the fear of the Lord? Hint, the Bible. And that's food for thought. 